0: live right now no it's not okay. live i'm That's just uh, getting video of open streets okay are you going to be doing some interviews like oh, uh no
1: you want to be on i don't have any guests anton you want to <laughs> sure, i can be, mic yeah. you up I'll be, and you can, I'll be on your podcast you want to be, be on the be podcast yeah That'll what, be what, fun. i don't know what i have to talk about but like i never know what i have to talk about and i've done a uh, hundred and some episodes <laughs> You'll Real, you'll, 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 you'll None of, none, 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 none you have the balls to stop, stop this. Stop, stop, stop this. I, have got plenty of time. I have nothing else going on today. We're in the We're Wedge way. neighborhood right now. right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Right now, right now. Here we are on the wedge live podcast at open streets minneapolis on lyndale avenue i'm here anton are you my oldest friend in minneapolis um i mean i'm
0: old and i'm a friend uh i don't know the order that you've met other people but um i would say you know somewhere along those lines probably
1: you're the one who stuck it out the longest other people move away you moved away at one time, you went to Northeast Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, I went on like a uh, South Minneapolis sabbatical, I guess I would call it, like where I had to go to Northeast to kind of regroup, like re, uh, you know, reacclimate myself with uh, life. and, and a home. I a Yeah, I bought a house there because I couldn't afford anything in uh, South Minneapolis. So,
1: so I'll introduce you properly, Anton Schiefer, Oldest friend of Minneapolis, for the sake of this podcast, at least. Right. We're on Lyndale Avenue. Open streets. Open streets. It's a
0: glorious day. It's a little chilly, but I think like I think it's the ideal temperature now uh, to be on this adventure.
1: What are we going to talk
0: about? Well, I mean, um, well, I actually, I, I read a uh, a piece in the Star Tribune that said that no one is talking about rent stabilization. <laughs> Do you? I mean, I'm not sure if the Star Tribune is aware that like a lot of people are talking about rent stabilization. It's one
1: of the main issues when I go to a candidate forum that gets asked about and talked about, uh, people are talking about it. Right. I've, had, I've had issues with the way all the candidates are talking about it, pretty much, except for uh, Aurene Chowdhury, uh, maybe Katie Cashman. I don't know. Maybe I'm a no good dirty moderate, I think. Yeah. On the issue, because I, I actually want to see rent, cont- rent stabilization, but I don't want to see a uh, St. Paul-style version of it, and I don't want to see uh, council members pretending they support some version of it, but are actually just voting no. Right. Yep. It's either people who want the most extreme version, or they want uh, nothing at or all. Or nothing. I'm right. getting frustrated.
0: I feel that frustration, and I I feel like I want to reiterate that I think the voters approved something in 2021. That said, that we're gonna take a look at this, and it's been a couple years now, and we haven't really had any tangible progress. Yeah. Um, we had delay I think what's what's frustrating for me. So, like, I just bought a home in South Uptown, and I have a rent stabilization plan. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's More. what you get when you when you buy a property, and it's great because my payment is gonna stay the same. As long as I wanted to. Um, unfortunately, with renters, that will not. That won't necessarily be the case. I mean, like they're at the whim of the market, and once you buy a house with a mortgage, I just like you basically market. remove yourself from the market. You're you're insulated from that, and so I think it's a it's an advantage that people who are who can afford to own a home can have that we're not extending to. Renters, and we could.
1: I'm worried this is turning into an episode on rent stabilization, but that's okay. Let's go. I always think about I always think about the minimum wage. Like there is a level at which you can set the minimum wage that like destroys businesses because no one can afford to pay that wage. Just think of the highest wage you can think of, and that's probably too high. Well, maybe we have some people who say no no to any minimum wage, but generally it's accepted. Their minimum wage should be set. At a level. Some level.
0: Were you getting honked at there? Or? I don't know. <laughs> people just like honking their horns. That's the thing about streets is that they're filled with cars and cars love honking horns. Uh, did we, just, uh, did the we, we run a red capacity. light?
1: What did we do wrong? Uh, you I know, know, I don't know. But anyway, people... Cars agree. make
0: people mad, John. You know <laughs> that? Cars make people mad.
1: <laughs> people agree that there is some level, most people, that we should have a minimum wage. I think we should have at least some of that agreement on rent stabilization. Some kind of, think of it as consumer protection. Yeah, right. Like you can't jack up the rent right. year over year above this. Let's agree on that concept.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I'd I like, think like to that's get there.
1: The,
0: I think that, I mean, I think we can agree about that. I mean, like, I don't think that any rational person would say like, no, I think rent should be able to be, raised an infinite amount. And I think rent stabilization is the obvious way to get that done. Now there are people who maybe want to believe in like the market being the,
1: having the ability to solve this and I don't think that that's true. I don't know, there's a lot of all or nothing thinking out there. Right. I get frustrated. And so, uh, how polarized we are I think it helps people on the conservative side of Minneapolis politics which is all relative I'll say as a caveat before anyone gets mad at me for calling someone people a are gonna be
0: mad at you no matter what John
1: But uh, <laughs> like it gives them an out they're like well they want the most extreme version therefore I don't want anything right and you wouldn't say that about the minimum wage you come back and say well isn't 15 more appropriate than 20
0: Right. We can have a, we can have a discussion about what the actual, you know, amount is or, and we can have that, you know, in, in public rather than just kind of these, uh, you know, these discussions that sort of happen on the, on the fringes, more or less, where, um, where I think the, the rest of us, there, there should be some kind of public discussion about it. And it shouldn't just be an all, you know, all or nothing on the, on the left or an all or nothing or you know continue with the status quo which is you know i guess the the right side of things
1: i think a lot uh, back to uh the lisa bender days anton you and i go back to when lisa bender we do go back selected that's right back when she was new (laughs) and i think about uh things like uh inclusionary zoning Mm -hmm. i remember how how that got done and uh some developers showing up to city hall to say no it will kill kill our business we won't build build anything
0: yeah that was supposed to be the end of the city you yeah. know once inclusionary zoning happened it was supposed to be yeah developers it, were all going to leave
1: and the city hired uh, a consultant to like do the math and say here are versions of the policy and here are the various numbers you could do and eventually we got to something it wasn't the most aggressive thing but it worked and even jacob fry is like touting it as a success and uh playing up the idea that if we ever implement rent stabilization in minneapolis it would automatically kill a successful policy like inclusionary zoning
0: yeah i mean i think that's that's usually where these discussions kind of end up is that uh this thing that you're proposing is going to destroy the city as we know it, um, is going to lead to all these like terrible outcomes when really like the the status quo can be a bad outcome right now. You know, being um, able to raise rents by 25, 50%, like I think that's a pretty bad outcome. And I think we should have policy in place to prevent that from happening.
1: Yeah, just give, me the, give me the bottom. Give me the absolute bottom level policy you're willing to accept instead yeah. of saying no. Is and see, 20% too much. I want I just want to see what your limit is. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: let's put something in place and then we can, I mean, something like that that's reasonable that will have some impact, but uh, we can decide whether we want to tweak or change that at some point when we get the policy on the books, rather than, um, thinking about this kind of an all or nothing, um, you know way one way or the other
1: i just feel like the conversation is so stupid <laughs> how are you feeling about the election year uh, i mean are you paying a lot of it we just ran into shane another longtime friend not as good a friend as anton more of an acquaintance <laughs> i would say ouch
0: <laughs> i mean i hope I, I hope shane's you know not offended if he's watching but
1: but uh, he won't
0: be okay but good, shane, good. shane
1: had a kate mortensen sticker on i'm like what's going yep. on hey
0: hey david Brower. He might want to be on the podcast later. Yeah. Well, we'll see.
1: Yeah, that would have been a better, you're making me regret oh, I don't have yeah, a better I, guest, Anton. I'm,
0: I'm a bad guest <laughs> choice, I mean.
1: <laughs> uh, so we were talking about, he had a Kate Mortensen sticker on Like, what's going on, Shane? What, what's with the Kate Mortensen sticker? And uh, he thought Kate Mortensen was Katie Cashman, who's running Ward 7, not Kate Mortensen, who's running Ward 13. Oh, man. Kate okay. Mortensen? That- really? I'll, Kate I'll Mortensen? see you What? We'll try with her.
0: Is she bad? She's on a jihad against I mean, the Bryan Avenue bike lane. Yeah. Oh, is she? Yeah. Wait, who's the other one? Linnea. You're probably thinking of uh, Seven, right? Yeah, who's that? Kate, Kate Cashman. Kate Cashman, yeah. Oh, man. That's embarrassing. It's okay. I don't think anyone saw you. He's going to be mad at you for
1: Man, he ripped off the sticker him. in disgust at himself <laughs> for not knowing the difference. But yeah. he's he's tuned out, Anton. Are you yeah. tuned
0: in? I mean, I, I feel like I'm maybe a little more plugged in. Um, well, I mean, I, I I know the difference between uh, a Cashman and a, and a Mortensen, um, but I I don't I can't really offer anything in terms of predictions, which I think is probably what everyone wants at this point. I mean, it's Do October. Do predictions? I mean, I think people like want some assurance that everything is gonna go well in the future.
1: It's impossible to say. I my biggest uh, nightmare is nobody turns out. Mayor's not on the ballot.
0: Yeah, uh, I it, I think it will be low turnout.
1: I mean, that's there's no that's like flashy uh, ballot measure for people to turn out for. It's just city council, and the vast majority of people don't know who their city council member is unless they're on next door all the time. Uh, getting worked into a froth yes. over like defund the police still.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's a that'll be a continued theme that we'll probably see out of the you know out of the Star Tribune and Jacob Fry over the next month until the election is you know we already saw a story about the third precinct building um, so I think I think the intent is to kind of get the idea into voters' heads that. Um, that the city council has some kind of control over the police department.
1: So did you give you I'm not asking for a prediction Anton. How do you feel? Do you feel good will we have a good outcome? I guess that is a prediction. Um
0: <laughs> you know, I I think I think we have the potential for a good outcome. Um I mean, I think it's a because it's a non-mayoral race, I think there's probably you know, there's only a couple um wards that are kind of in the in the balance anyway. I think the bigger thing is gonna be uh, the, the race in, in 2025 when the when the mayor is back on the ballot.
1: You think um, he's gonna run again?
0: I do think he's, I, I think he'll run again, yeah.
1: As in um, like,
0: what else has he got going on? Of course he'll run again. I think it looks good to, like, contain, I mean, I think he has his aspirations set right. higher, but. Well, uh, it's time to,
1: time to move on, Jacob Fry. if you have your aspirations set higher. Before, so here's my thinking. Something bad is going to happen again. <laughs> and he's got to get out of town before then. You know, do the Chief Arredondo thing? Right. Where, where he leaves like, a month before yeah. another horrific police shooting?
0: Right. Like, get out while the getting's good. I mean, that that could be, but uh, I think he wants to, to see it through and...
1: That's an honor, that's, you have an honorable impression of Mayor Fry. then, you, you want him, he's gonna see it through. I mean, I should
0: say, like, I think that, uh, I should clarify that seeing it through means, I think that is best for his political career, and I think he thinks that as well.
1: What do you anticipate him running for next?
0: Uh, I mean, I think the CD5, I think he would like to be our representative. I could see him running against Ilhan. Um, he's why got the not, same he's now. got the same base that throws their money behind whoever the the challenger de jour is and uh i think he will be that
1: next person yeah you're in ward 8 anton right no i'm in ward 10. have any opinions on how that's going ward 10 we shouldn't bother talking about ward 10 we got a I, series yeah. of joke candidates
0: yeah a lot of a lot of joke candidates but i think the competitive races are probably you know eight and eight and twelve are pretty much the the two that are probably most, uh, gonna be the most impactful this year.
1: Eight and 12? Yeah. Then we have five. you think Jeremiah Ellison is fine with the I, mean, I think Victor Martinez, the Trumper? I think he, Trumper?
0: he still needs to get out the vote. I think people should understand, you know, who Victor Martinez is and...
1: After two times running, I think, I'm getting the impression people do understand. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I guess
0: that's a scary thing and that's why you need, uh, uh, turnout in this, you know, uh, historically low turnout election.
1: Also, people act like abortion and gay rights, LGBTQ issues are like, well, city council, how is that relevant? It's absolutely relevant, those issues, <laughs> to city council race. Yeah, I people mean... want to downplay it as if it doesn't matter that he's a Trumper. Of course it matters. Yes,
0: I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It does matter and you know what, the, what his outlook will be, you know?
1: How about seven? Are you a Lisa Goodman fan? Have you enjoyed Lisa Goodman's 26 years of service to the city?
0: <laughs> you know, she's been at the city council longer than I have lived in the city. So I, I can't imagine, longer. I can't than, imagine a city without Lisa Goodman.
1: Longer than like some council members have been alive.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I'm sure I mean people who can vote this time uh, may also not know uh, a life without without Lisa Goodman as being the Ward seven representative
1: seven uh Katie Cashman over Scott Scott Graham is awful yeah
0: uh I've you know read a lot of things about him and his uh being a landlord and uh, all this stuff and I think I think Katie Cashman's a, a great candidate and so I think
1: not just that Scott Graham is awful. Katie right. Cashmere yeah. Is a great th- I candidate. mean, there
0: needs to be. Yeah. It's not enough to vote against. Uh, vote against someone. You really need to be in support of the other candidate.
1: Uh, Ward eight. Well, there, are, there are moments when I'm like, hey, way to go, Andrea Jenkins. I kind of like what you're saying there. I like that she doesn't really pander.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> she I endears mean-
1: herself to me. Uh, by not pandering. There was a question about neighborhood association funding at the last forum we went to, and she mm-hmm. was basically just like explaining the history of it. When the real answer to the question is like, people in neighborhood associations are the best, most wonderful people in the world. That's this is the real candidate answer. They <laughs> right. save this city yeah. every day. They, they
0: save democracy. They they uh,
1: they deserve a blank check. No right. blank, right. no
0: novelty check their, is right. big enough. Yeah, they shovel their sidewalks all the time. Yeah. uh right when the snow hits
1: them and yeah and she didn't do that and i have appreciated her answers in the past on equity on about funding for neighborhood associations i think she believes that i think she believes like i don't want to speak for andrea Jenkins, but i got the impression in 2017 that she kind of believed neighborhood associations were the place where you go to hear from older white people and that's yeah. not good enough <laughs> right
0: and that's you know i mean i think um You know, that's one of the things that I'm happy about the, uh, you know, the 2040 engagement plan, like kind of went beyond just those neighborhood organizations. And I think that's kind of a model that we need to continue to to pursue is that like, hey, those aren't the those might represent the most engaged neighbors, but those aren't the necessarily all the people that live in the neighborhood, you know.
1: But counterpoint, Andrew Jenkins is uh, not good at being council president.
0: Yeah. I, I I would I think,
1: and is in I league, think most people who have seen
0: uh, council meetings would agree with that.
1: In league with the mayor, uh, too much. Yeah, I mean,
0: on obviously on on Team Jacob. Yeah, so if you're not on Team Jacob, then I think you're you're voting for for uh, Soren at that
1: point. And uh, Ward Twelve, another clear one. Luther Ranheim wants to defund our bike infrastructure.
0: Yes, That's- he can get all uh, three cents out of our out of our budget that goes to bike infrastructure and give it to, I, I mean, I don't know. What, what, what does he want to take that money from I don't bike even infrastructure? Know. <laughs> it's not like he has ambi- an
1: ambitious set of priorities. I guess we give it to, to you know, police settlements maybe. Um, well, that's the other thing he said he was going to tackle. Two pots, the two big pots of money he was going to do was like end the police settlements by like, I guess, making sure police aren't abusive okay. and terrible anymore. Okay. I mean, it number- sounds like
0: a real concrete plan with a real
1: concrete... Uh, path to that and number two was defund bike lanes okay which isn't going to get him anywhere and Oreen is a good candidate uh i like her a lot we don't have to talk about this anymore anton we've droned on okay with our bad political analysis
0: right right i mean but we have we have covered i think most of the wards right those were the battlegrounds okay the battleground wards yeah Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of uh, wards that, because this is kind of an off year, that there weren't even really challengers, or the challengers are so uh, weak that I wouldn't even consider them challengers, you
1: know? I mean... I don't think people want to be on the city council. (laughs) Like, the... No, really, like, Ward 7, the quality of the candidate, Lisa Goodman has lined up to replace her, and I'm not suggesting she, like, found Scott Graham, but, like, she endorsed him. Like. You can't do better than that? You're saying they're not sending their best? They are not sending their best. I'm sure some are good people. Right. But they're not sending their best. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I you know, would agree. And I think, you know, some of that stuff, though, you just don't know what the, um, the, the quality of a council per- person is until they are in office sometimes.
1: I want to hear what you think makes a good candidate for local office. But I think it's uh, somebody who isn't in it to uh to like have the title that's a very obvious thing to say but a lot of people run because they're like people like me i like to be liked and yeah elect me for my self-esteem because i need this job title sure uh i deserve this power i'm good i'm excellent and it's about them i want i like candidates to have a set of issues they're devoted to I
0: think like having some kind of yeah like ideas about the changes you want to see in a city I think that's pretty important understanding what the what the job is is also important I mean I think um you know in 2021 like a lot of people running for council maybe like had the impression and I think voters have this impression too that um that they're going to be able to do something about the the police for example You know, and that's clearly outside the purview of the city council, Um, but it doesn't stop people from running on that.
1: I've been thinking, (laughs) so- People of open Streets- So loud. I hope you are enjoying the show on the dance floor right here. We have some incredible talent, amazing dance moves going on. Hope you're joining the dance party. I've been thinking this since like mid 2021, it doesn't matter who gets elected. You could elect three Michael Rainvilles in a trench coat stacked on top of each other. Uh-huh. And, like, the police staffing issue, the number, that staffing chart is kind of set in stone for yeah. the next, I don't know, three council terms, no matter yeah, I don't, who was I don't elected. Think,
0: yeah, I don't think that there's anything that we're going to do to increase the recruiting class or anything like that. I mean...
1: And so when I go to a candidate forums, like in 10, there's a couple of crime candidates acting like well, yeah, we'll like not spend money on Bryant Avenue. We'll dump it on the police. And then they don't specify what that's gonna change. The implication is it's gonna bump staffing up. That's completely yeah. divorced from reality. Yeah. It's stupid. It makes me feel like either they're stupid or they think voters are stupid. And I, I think it's
0: probably a little bit of both where I think they might think that that's how the problem is gonna get solved, but they obviously have not looked at uh, what is actually, what is actually the issue. And, you know, the issue is is not related to to funding necessarily, but it's related to being able to hire enough people to fill out their budget as it is. I mean, there are a lot of unspent dollars in the uh, MPD pool. And and throwing more money at the problem is, you know, not, not a solution for anything.
1: What are you working on, Anton? What are you uh, excited about? What are you doing with your life?
0: Bought a house not too long ago. In uh, South Uptown. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's great. I love it. I love the new, uh, we went on a bike ride together on the new Bryant Avenue bike lanes. We did. Uh, maybe we shouldn't say that because they were not completed. I'm not sure if it was, you know, allowed to ride on them, but they were very nice. I'm very excited about that change in my neighborhood. Um, I wish there was a better, an even better way to bike downtown in some way that's protected from cars. I think, you know, with Bryant, uh, north of where those lanes are, north of Lake, basically, it's, you know, the, the shared, uh, the, the paint, paint as infrastructure, which is not infrastructure at all, uh, but it does not feel like an all ages and abilities lane. You know, what what I would
1: I send an 8-year-old on that? No. I think what people don't get is just cuz you're comfortable biking on that street comes up a lot with Summit. There's lots of guys in like uh, those bike jerseys. Yeah, well they are not idea. They're, like 70-year-olds in bike jerseys like, "No, we don't need this."
0: Yeah, well they're not commuters. They're 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 people who want to go as fast as they can.
1: And they're not new bikers. Even if you're a commuter, like some people got to start somewhere. Yeah. And there's a lot of new bikers that aren't comfortable on the street. No, we're, podcasting. we're podcasting, we're <laughs> podcasting. This, this is a great way, yeah, it's a great way to avoid conversations with people. Just have a camera, don't, you don't have to turn it on, just say, no, I'm podcasting.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the idea behind, uh, you know, putting earbuds in your ears when you're at the gym, you know? Like, you don't even have to listen to anything. I just don't want to talk to anyone else. What about you, what are, what are you excited about in the upcoming, are there any like uh, Wedge Live exposés? uh in the future that you have that you've been doing research
1: on or anything like that no i've been uh you just wait for the news to happen and report on it one of the things i do is i try to keep wedge live new and different because it's not it's not lucrative so it has to be like interesting to me yeah and so like uh getting better at the audio and visual part of doing something like this has been kind of fun okay and a lot of work are you, um, so are, do you, are you a premier pro person
0: or are you like, a
1: premier elements? Oh, premier I'm elements. I'm not doing
0: the, you're not paying like a $20 the, a month or whatever. I'm doing the value for...
1: version. I'm not paying no. the monthly subscription. Oh, no. okay.
0: And Lindale was the, the, the first one, right? I think when, when open street started, I think like it was maybe just Lindale. I don't know. I don't go back that long. Let's oh. talk
1: about history.
0: <laughs> okay. What, uh, what historical, um, are there any historical wedge topics? I mean, the city is very different than, I guess if, if you've been here, what, 10 years? 10 years. That's, I think that's, you know, kind of just the, the time, around the time when uh, people were able to live, more people were able to live downtown. Around when you came in was when a lot of these new buildings moved, came into the, around the Greenway as well.
1: Yeah, so the wedge was a hotbed, not just of development, but of resentment. Yeah, yeah. It's what shaped my sensibility. Yeah, I mean, you you started going
0: to a lot of these meetings when people were mad about new housing going up in areas that were previously, you know, for the most part, things weren't really, I I think it might've even been zoned industrial use or something. Um, I can remember like there being lumber yards, things like that, so, and it seems like in a desirable area,
1: Housing is where housing is at a premium, that's where housing should go. People have kind of gotten used to it by now, at least in the wedge. I'm sure there are other neighborhoods where they might see more development where uh, people will get mad when it happens. But overall, I think Minneapolis is used to the fact that things will, new buildings will be built for people to live. We can talk about uh, the 2040 plan. I've been saying a lot, like, uh, this lawsuit will cause a delay, but it's kind of irrelevant to the uh, the ultimate outcome. We've got St. Paul uh, eliminating single-family zoning now, and when St. Paul comes to your idea, it's not, it's not edgy anymore, it's just, like, normal, yeah. it's a thing that people do now. Well, yeah, when St. Paul does it, it's just business as
0: normal, and uh, when Minneapolis does it, there needs to be a, several articles. It's
1: very loud very loud oh, there's uh there's yeah. the uh, former mayor oh yeah former mayor alert all these better guests I could have had Anton <laughs> you want to hear a, a, a funny
0: story about uh, RT? I've got one. Okay, let's Which hear Which is, it. Uh, so when, and I kind of feel bad about this now, uh, in hindsight, but when, when Nice Ride uh, first kind of came out, they were they were very open about like the data they were publishing, about uh, where users were and like what stations they were stopping at and things like that. But they also published things like uh, birth dates and... Uh, It was like zip codes of users and things like that. You could eventually figure out...
1: The early days of the internet when nobody knew that you could do anything with birthdays and... Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: So I kind of wanted to make the point that like, hey, you could use this data to uniquely identify people and I don't think you should be able to do that. So I came up with the the most high profile user of that service at the time was RT Ryback. You identified him? Yeah, I figured out like where he biked to and where he was like... uh, What stations he would check bikes out from and where he would go and like what times and things like that. So did NiceRide hate you? Uh well so I eventually
1: That's really embarrassing.
0: Yeah. I mean a little. I think like they just didn't I just think they didn't realize at the time. It was a it was a more innocent time about data use. Right. <laughs> and so but after that they took down the data and they didn't like they stopped publishing, you know, users' birth dates, which, you know and I think the city pages maybe wrote about it, yeah. then they stopped. So
1: you put yeah. the rumor is you put them out of business.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I think you're spreading that, and uh, I don't appreciate it at all. So uh, I don't really have anything else to add, other than um, everyone should uh, like and subscribe to this video for more um, great Anton and John content.
1: Uh, if you enjoy the ambiance of uh, open streets in the background of a podcast, lots of uh, loud music. This has been the Wedge Live podcast. I'm your host, John Edwards. I'm Anton. Anton Schiefer. You can watch it at YouTube.com slash Wedge Live. And help support uh, Wedge Live and all that it does, meaning me, it meaning me. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Wedge Live. These microphones weren't free. I had no. to buy these. No. Uh, the, this video camera costs money. I wouldn't have this video camera if not for this podcast. Do you think I have things I want to take video of? in my life, other no. than me talking with Anton for you? No. No, so patreon.com slash Wedge Live. Uh, I'm your host, John Edwards. Thank you for listening. Thanks. This is a real, real, real thing. Real, 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 real thing. None of you have the balls to stop. on today we're in the wedge neighborhood right now 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 right now, right now.